Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. In episode three, I interview Thomas Gillespie of Flashback Heath. Thomas talks about how Complex made his Instagram absolutely blow up and gives us a behind the scenes on what it takes to open a shop and where he is currently with his. So grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy episode number three with Thomas Gillespie of Flashback Heat. Thomas, man, I appreciate it. I'm with Thomas of Flashback Heat. Uh, let's get going right right now. So tell me, give me an idea. What what have you been doing since we've been on lockdown? Uh, kind of this. <laughs> yeah. uh, playing some MLB The Show, I'd say. This is what I'm doing the most. Uh, cleaning some shit up, organizing, just trying to come up with some new ideas to keep myself busy, I guess. But a lot of sitting around. <laughs> yeah. I, t I noticed your page. You've been doing a lot of of course, I'm into a lot of the bleaching and the tie-dyeing and things like that as well. I like kind oh, yeah. of creating the one-on-one -on -one pieces, but I mean, I love some of the pieces you, you've done. I noticed uh, you've done quite a few, I guess, since you've been on lockdown as well. Yeah, dude, it's fun. It, you know, it brings new life to old stuff that I've been sitting on. And with this, I can't go out and get new inventory. So it makes old inventory, like new inventory. And it's just fun. I've always liked art. So it's always an experiment with everyone. And fun to do for sure that's awesome well i'll tell you thomas one of the things that that i thought was really cool um you did a couple carhartt pieces i think one of one pieces where you painted on them i think you did one yep. house and chains and i'm trying to think what the other one was but those were super sick and uh you doing any more pieces like that ah painting man it sucks i hate it like i used to love painting but so time consuming back breaking you know if you fuck up you're your toast you can't really get rid of it so I haven't done any since that painting wise but I definitely have some that I could work on for sure but yeah. maybe one day <laughs> it's yeah, definitely it, not fun yeah those I figured you would get lots of requests after the the first two that you did they were great so I uh, sure. obviously I think you got rid of them pretty quick I was late to the game I love that Allison Chains one <laughs> you know I've actually not sold them because I haven't wanted to really I've just kind of kept them in my closet and I haven't done anything with them because I don't really want to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait till it warms up, uh, gets cool again. I mean, and then I'll probably wear them myself. But and it's hard yeah, to price on that too. When you put, you know, all the effort and the time in by into kind of creating a piece, it's hard to just. Oh, you know, a lot of people don't understand the what you put behind it, and they think you should sell it for, you know, forty bucks, fifty bucks. Yeah. You know, you obviously want the time that you put into it. You want to get a lot more for that, but. Uh, let's let's move in so give the give the viewers kind of an idea how did you get into kind of the thrifting industry well let's see my dad he's always gone to like thrift stores and like estate sales and sold anything old like antique related so he was having me do that while i was over in radford university um so i looked for like toasters and like antiques and stuff like that never really cared about clothes that much but uh travis scott wore this one nine inch nail shirt and this one Megadeth shirt, which is actually that shirt I would say pretty much got me into vintage itself. But I was like, damn, those are sick. And I looked them up on eBay, saw what they were going for. And once I realized I could find this stuff at like thrift stores and anywhere, I was like, shit, you know, I'm going to try it. And 
it became an addiction and it just kind of snowballed into all this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same. I mean, I, it's, it's amazing the stuff that you can find and, and what you can resell it for, but would you say you're a collector first or a reseller? See, I would say I'm a collector first. Um, I used to just care about money only. Like I didn't care about anything. Uh, just, I just wanted money out of it. But now it's, if I see something I want, I definitely get it and I keep it. But yeah, I'll say I'm a collector first for sure. I, I view everything I have as like my big collection. If somebody wants to buy it, great. And if they don't, it's not going to bother me any. So yeah, I feel that way with every single piece that I own. Yeah, that's, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I view it almost as, I guess, an art collector, but I know that's kind of cheesy to, to say, but I, <laughs> I love, I'm a collector first. And then yeah, same way, you know, I, that's, I was talking to another guy about, you know, that's been the hard thing for me because a lot of times I buy to my taste and, and, you know, uh, I've had to open up my mind a little bit and buy kind of what other people want or what or interest of other, the, you know, the buyers out there. So, well, let's, yeah. let's, let's move on to, um, so a couple of things I want to cover. I want to make sure we cover your name, Flashback Heat, and how that kind of came about. And that's a pretty cool story um, that a lot of people might not know. But then I want to spend a lot of time on kind of your new venture, your store that, uh, that you've got uh, going and kind of where you are with that and what are some details. I know it's been a lot of hoops to jump through to get things kind of off the ground. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but let's go into the, um, the flashback heat, the name kind of tell the story behind that. The Hey brother, we're back, man. So sorry about that. We, I lost complete connection, but I was in the middle of talking about kind of how you came up with flashback heat Tell that story. I think it's pretty cool. I think most, some people may know it, but talk to the people maybe who don't. Yeah. Uh, the flashback heat name, I kind of just, I came up with that. I'm going to say like September or August of like 2018, but the whole blockbuster theme to it, I went to Ben's one day out in St. Louis and I found a Pokemon game in a blockbuster case, like right off the bat. And it was a good one. I think it was Gale of Darkness. It's like a $50 game. Yeah. Uh, hour later I found a blockbuster card uh, just laying around and then I'm gonna say another hour later I found a blockbuster hat like all in the same day and I took a picture of it posted it I'd say about a week later I was just sitting in my room I was trying to learn how to play guitar because I found a Mexican uh, Fender Strat at the Goodwill close to me for like 50 bucks like a legit one so I wanted to learn how to play it all of a sudden it says complex tagged you in a post and I was like there's no way it's actually complex thought it was somebody else and yeah sure enough i click on them they're verified they've got millions and millions of followers and like i'm gaining followers like crazy um everybody's commenting on it messaging me i think i gained about 1300 followers overnight i like doubled my followers literally overnight and i had to mute my phone for everything like text wow every notification i had to mute it because it was just endless like I'd refresh it and it would just be like a whole new list of people following me and all that stuff so I figured I need a logo why not just use the blockbuster logo so that's all how that worked out and it opened up a lot of doors because uh, people from uh, complex the guy that runs complex con uh, he bought off me and we're actually good friends now like we stay in touch all the time he buys off me regularly uh, he sent me a care package for the store too like a Takashi, uh, open, close sign, like a complex con record. 
sent me all kinds of stuff for free. So he's a really cool guy. And um, Patrick Schwarzenegger bought that Blockbuster hat and my Apple shirt off me at the same time. So wow. that was pretty crazy too. Yeah. And I didn't reply to him for like two days because it went to like my request and I was, I just never saw it. And then I looked at my request and I was like, Oh fuck. Like this is Patrick Schwarzenegger. He's got like, like 1.3 or 1.8 million followers and it's you know Arnold's son so yeah yeah we we got in touch after that and he bought it it was pretty cool that's crazy that's what I love about this man the meeting different people the networking aspect of it I mean it's so cool you know and it is something as simple as is somebody reposting something like that well yeah. complex, but you know somebody reposting something like that it really can take you to the next level and just opens a ton of doors for you so Dude, it opened up I'll a million doors that. it felt like what's that I, I i feel like it opened a million doors for me honestly it took everything to the next level kind of because you know i had i think close to a thousand followers at this point i started in april and this was like january of the next year and you know it took a while that's when my friends started to realize like oh shit like he's pretty good at this and this stuff's like pretty legit. Um, and at the same time, uh, Slobby's world came out and everybody saw where I was reposted in Slobby's world. Everybody local started making like vintage accounts, like every high school kid and like college kid, they were all making vintage accounts. Yeah. I used to be the only one at local thrifts and I couldn't go to a single thrift without like a line of just like same aged kids just going bananas all over the place. And me and my buddies that been doing that for a while we were like fuck dude like we're kind of we felt like we were screwed like this could be the end of it this could be like really hard for us and we thought places were going to get flooded but they all kind of weeded out but yeah it was all at the same time so it was pretty big deal for me to have people realize that this was legit and not just fun and games I guess I think you still run into that a little bit you've got you know, obviously, you know, it's hard to, 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 to be mad at them because the, the high school kids and the college kids, they, they, the entrepreneurship the, that they have as far as trying to get started or get going with that. But, um, but I've, I've come to find that uh, they don't stay with it very long because it's, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. And I mean, you've got to oh not, not only sourcing product consistently, but, you know, and that's the easy part, you know, going after and looking for the stuff is the easy fun part, but getting yep. it home, preparing it, you know, you know, posting uh, Instagram every day, stories and photos and, you know, keeping up with that and then really trying to promote it and get it out there. And then once you do so, yeah. that's kind of the hard part, I think, with this too, because once you do, you know, you get a buyer, then they, they want to say, oh, will you take this for it or will you take less or, and then you have to negotiate and then you have to, and so, that sometimes, you know, that is a lot of work, especially for it's, someone who's trying to just flip something rather quickly. Yeah, and they get discouraged. I mean, they see, I, I would say maybe they see like round two prices on stuff. And like, I know a lot of people, they'll Google like an item they find. And the first result they see, they think it's worth that, like a Marlboro West denim jacket. They see somebody listed for a hundred bucks. It's like a $30 jacket. They're like, oh, dude, I found a hundred dollar jacket at Goodwill. It's like, yeah. Nah, you didn't, but you know, I, I, I definitely encourage it though. Cause I mean, when I started, man, I was grabbing like RVCA shirts, shit like that. And I just, I was just going for what I could, you know, what I thought I could sell stuff for and the price I was buying it at. But you know, I, I encourage it cause 
anybody can turn it into what I've turned it into. It's definitely my passion now that I never knew was my passion until I really started doing it like hardcore. But hey, yeah, it's too, you, you, I you know, definitely encourage it. Gone along too. You probably you know you 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 read and you study and you educate yourself on things and you know that's this market is forever changing the the value i mean i had shirts you know just six months ago there are shirts that i had yes that i sold for 30 or 40 dollars and now they're 150 dollar t-shirt in a matter of six months yes i've i had this one it was this movie uh seven uh with like i think it's morgan freeman maybe right and uh yep i had a had that movie promo tee from 2000 for about a year I couldn't sell it for like 15 to 20 bucks. Like I posted it everywhere, eBay, everything, 15, 20 bucks. Nobody was touching it. And then one recently, I'm going to say about a month ago, an auction, it went for like 127 some dollars, I think. And I got rid of it back in December, I think for 20 bucks. Cause yeah. I, that's all it was really going for. And I was like, what the fuck? Like Marvel stuff's gone up. Uh, mosquito heads, they've kind of dropped. It's just rap tees. They're not what they used to be. Um, I mean, they're still big, but damn, it's, definitely not what it was like guest stripe tees they've gone down a lot um but yeah I've, I've had a lot of shit that i've let go for dirt cheap that wasn't shit at the time and now it's like you're kicking yourself but it's just part of it really and there's a huge pop-off i mean i know grateful dead shirts have always kind of been there the liquid blues a lot of the different liquid blues that aren't grateful dead related they seem to be popping really really right now and and yeah. for the past few months and you know, I've had a ton of those that, I mean, like the same way, I mean, they, you've sold those liquid blue, a lot of those liquid blues, nothing. And now people, yes. I saw round two had a, a Grateful Dead t-shirt that I have. They just posted uh, yesterday or the day before for $200. And Dude, they're I, posting Carhartts for a hundred and people are buying those like crazy. Yeah, they're and all, it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, that, the, yeah, the I'm, I'm sitting on probably 15 of them. Yeah, yeah. Like so think, 30 bucks. <laughs> I think COVID-19 will, is going to take, is going to shrink that market a little bit. I think you'll see fewer people probably out um, trying to, to, you know, a lot of the younger, I think, generation people that, like you said, they saw that, that uh, slobby, slobby world show. Those people will die <laughs> off, I think. They'll be, they won't come out of this. And then, and then I think too, and I mentioned this on my uh, earlier uh, interview, I think you'll see the, the market drop a little bit. I think the price yeah. will come back to more of a realistic price of, okay, this is a, this, listen, this is a killer rat tee, but is it worth $800 or $900? And I want to know buying those because I, even if I had the money, it would be really hard for me to spend that. Dude, <laughs> I could never, I never buy stuff for myself. Like I bought this Ramstein and I bought this Megadeth dude i'd probably say buying for myself like market price probably the first time in maybe a year like i never do it like i just trade for shit only i never buy shit so that's been a fear of mine like market dipping and i have a lot of money invested into one shirt and it just dips in price and so i've never done that shit unless it's for myself and not yeah. at like a crazy price point but yeah i, n I never do that ever that, that's the way with me i i've bought i've been buying a lot for myself but it's been things that I've really, you know, that I, that I know that I want. It's content that I love that will never, that will, I will always, you know, like, 
So, and, and I kind of have a price point. I, I don't go over a certain amount. So I yeah, for sure. Keep it in that, that, that area for sure. So let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about um, kind of your new venture. Let's talk a little bit about the storefront. I know, was it the end of last year you started talking a lot real heavy, actually before you unfortunately lost your Instagram account and had a <laughs> oh, shit. Whole, whole nother mess. But uh, you were talking a lot about the, the new store. Um, you were posting a lot of pictures and, and things like that. And of course, this COVID-19 thing happened. And um, so you had to kind of switch up, switch gears a little bit. Talk about, talk about where you're at with that. Talk about some of the hoops you've had to jump through and just kind of tell that story. Uh, Well, let's see. I was, I've been selling at the flea market. I don't anymore. I stopped like middle of January, but I started selling there. uh, I'm going to say like May, like the end of May. And it was really tough market there because a lot of rednecks that just want like guns and like vegetables and stuff. And nobody saw this as anything but like old crappy like used clothes that's what they saw it as and I really learned how to sell there but I signed the lease to my store back in December um December 6th and then I was supposed to open up the first weekend of February and I was doing this all on my own you know it was a big leap for me you know it was something I really wanted to do and I just said screw it and I just took a chance with it and didn't realize all the little stuff that I was going to have to pay for. And it was like, shit, it was a really, really hard time. But um, let's see, I left the flea market the middle of January. Cause I was supposed to open first February, two weeks later. Uh, then they kept pushing my store back. I think they just finished the renovations like three or four days ago, if, if they've even finished. So they were supposed to be done like the end of January with it. So I've just been sitting on all this inventory waiting for the store to open. Haven't wanted to sell anything ever since like the middle of January, pretty much. And now with this virus and all that slowing everything down, I just said, screw it and I'll launch the online store. But I've been sitting on everything, just trying to scrape by financially since like January. And it's been pretty, it's been pretty tough. Um, I didn't expect there to be this many hoops to jump through uh, this early. (laughs) I'm not even open yet, but you know, I see it as a big challenge. And if I can get through this, then, I'm not going to have anything to worry about like in the future for sure. So are you still looking to to go forward with the store or are you just kind of oh, yeah. the breaks a little bit? Yeah. I mean, the lease has been signed for a couple of years already. So um, they want to have my rent start May 1st, like start having me, you know, pay for it and all that stuff like rent wise. And it's kind of scary, but you know, I'll, I'll find a way to get through it. It's like I said, I see it as a challenge. I don't, get down about it or worry about it just like it's sink or swim you know you either complain about it and mope about it or you do something about it and just try to make the most out of it that's what I'm trying to do right now but yes it's still on for sure it's happening regardless because I got to pay for it and I'm not going to pay for it and not do it so yeah definitely doing it well I think that'll be I mean everything obviously happens for a reason I think that uh maybe this just gave you more time to kind of create, come up with some different ideas. And, you mm-hmm. know, so when, when, you know, when the green light does come on, you're, you're ready to go with the, with the shop. And, um, you know, I think too, um, you have the right mindset. I mean, sink or swim, no doubt. So many people go into this business in the, in, you know, and sometimes right out of the gate it is, it's fun, it's exciting. And then you start to kind of get into the trenches of, 
you know, this is an actual business and, you know, I don't have time to do anything on the weekends or, you know, I, this is my life. And they don't really think through that process. And this probably gives you a lot of time to, to really think through that. Of course, you've been doing the fleet, uh, the vendors mall, I know for a while too. And you've been, you, I, re, I could just tell by your Instagram, you were working your ass off. Dude, you know? it was, it was, it was some shit. It was awesome. Like, I loved it. Um, back in the summer, dude, I try not to talk about it too much. Like, I can go there to buy, but outside, I'd get there, like, 4.30 in the morning. Like, every single, every Saturday, every Sunday, I'd be there, like, 4.30 in the morning, every weekend of the summer, with, like, a little headlight on my head, like, going through tables and shit outside till I opened up at, like, 10 o'clock. Like, every Saturday and Sunday, just hitting yeah. bins pretty much every single day, and then Saturday, Sunday, just being there from like 4 30 a.m to like 4 p.m so yeah. i was pretty much 24 <laughs> 7 yeah. yeah you gotta be i mean you got to and, and you'll see that too when when you do get you know uh, you know hopefully things will get back to normal here in may and june and once you get the shop up and going yeah you'll see i mean you you're already kind of weathered and you know that it's going to take that that effort and that time to to put into it but so many people go into it not knowing that so I think you have, mm-hmm. you have the right mindset. Set. You're definitely a hustler, so you'll you'll make it work. And I think one of the things that's really cool about you is that you know this is your gig. This is your passion. This is what you you know. This is your bread and butter, as we were talking earlier. And um, I think when when your back's against the wall like that, you go a lot harder and and you put a lot more into it and a lot more heart into it. And I think that's what makes you different than a lot of people that's made into this industry that, you know, they just do it for fun or for a hobby. You know, I, obviously I'm, I have another job. This isn't, this isn't my bread and butter, but I've also been doing this for, you know, collecting and, and doing, you know, thrifting and things like that for many, many years. But, um, but I think with, with your mindset, there's no doubt you'll have success. So, just if I can give you any advice, just be patient with it, man. You'll you'll see it through. And so, talk a little bit about the store. What's the what, what's kind of the what's going to be some maybe some things that, that you want to do different than you know like your round two or some of the other uh, spots that are out there. You know, I see a lot of like thrifts. I'm not thrift shop uh, shops, but like new stores they open up and they're all based around hype. You know, they kind of just want to like vape supreme fan tees, rap tees, that's kind of about it, but for me, I've always loved, like, 90s stuff, my older sister, she's 26, so she always had the coolest shit, like, growing up, like, all the toys she had, I wanted so bad, and just everything about it, like, collectibles, like, I've got the old, like, Nickelodeon boom boxes, uh, VHS out the ass, CDs out the ass, stickers, uh, like, music memorabilia, just records, I've got pretty much every little thing, like board games, posters, everything. Like I'm going to have pretty much like a whole wall on my store of just like collectibles and like little shit. Cause that stuff I pick up if I see it at like the flea market, yard sales, bins, whatever. And I've been sitting on it ever since I've been doing this. Cause I just love that shit. And it's not easy to just sell online or whatever, but stuff like that. Yeah. That's, I think that's what's going to separate the store a little bit. Cause there's something for everybody here. I'm going to try to do like old video games too, like systems, take trades in on those. But yeah, it's definitely what you can expect. I try to diversify and have something for everybody for sure. 
Well, that'll be the that'll be the good thing. I mean, the nostalgia aspect of it, being able to kind of go in a store and it feels like you're going back in time. I grew up in the '90s. I, I was I grew up in the '80s and '90s, but '90s by far was my favorite time. I guess because I was more of a teenager. But um, just you know, and, and everything at that point in time, even even probably five six years ago, I didn't really think about the '90s stuff being as popular as it is you know because yeah. I grew up in that era and it was just it, I still had it all so it wasn't like I was looking for it I didn't I don't get rid of stuff but um but yeah I think that'll be the cool thing about and where you're located too there's nothing really like that right I mean there's a there's another vintage shop here uh it's called Vintage Ave it's it's pretty nice uh but like it's a college town he's the only other one like he's the only other vintage shop that does stuff like that he's got collectibles too posters all that stuff uh, he came around, I'm going to say, January or February of last year. So he's been there about a year now. But, yeah, he's he's a really good guy for sure. He's um, he's definitely a really good dude. It's going to be really beneficial for us both uh, once my shop gets opened up because, you know, I can refer people to him. He can refer people to me. It's I don't see it as a competition. I see it as, like, how we can help each other out and birth, like, the whole culture in this area. So, yeah, he's he's the only one. Yeah. And that's a good mindset to have too. I mean, it's not like you are selling the exact same shirts or, or this and that. I mean, yeah, it's so much when you when you look at how much you know, how many different you know types of t-shirts and jackets and and all of that that's out there. I mean, you're, the stuff you have is going to be totally different than what he has, and vice versa. Oh God, yeah, that'd be that'd be the cool thing too. I know that works really well yeah, in, I, I just... in the mobile market. Yeah, I I try not to like really worry about what other people might like in my shop. I just go by what I think is cool and what people might like. You know, it's I just go by my own thing. I love like promo tees. Like those are my favorite, like 2000 stuff, 90s promo tees, whatever. That shit is like my absolute favorite. And I know that definitely other stores have their own things that they are like centered around. And mine's definitely different than most. But yeah, that's the cool thing about vintage shops is the owner is like the curator pretty much and what he likes is in the shop and everybody's different for sure but it's always cool to have people like him around for sure yeah so that leads me to my next question so what is what do you collect what's your what's your thing oh man i start collecting like weird stuff uh it changes like promo tea is definitely my favorite i if i see like a 2000s or 90s promo tea i don't let it slip by especially if a friend of mine's got it i pretty much just ask them like what they want for it and i whip up something i get it like i don't i don't let it slip by for sure uh 2000s promo tees i'd say uh the george bush shirts those are another one of mine i've got quite a few of those Um, yeah i wish i had them together right now they're all kind of spread out but i've got one it's like it says like meet the fuckers and it's got george bush and it's just man it's awesome. I love the George Bush tees. Uh, Megadeth stuff's another one of my favorites. Um, but I'd say that's about it. I've tried not to collect too much. I try to really focus on um, just making this grow as much as I can. So personally, I don't really keep too much now, but those are definitely what I keep like pretty much all of. Yeah, I go I go through spurts like that. I'll, I'll grab a bunch of stuff that I think that I I like, and of course, I enjoy it for a bit, wear it around, and then get rid of it in a, in a couple of weeks. So, but yep. uh, 
Well, let's roll. Let's keep it rolling with. Um, so, what I've been asking everybody, and I, I mentioned this to you, this to you mentioned this to you earlier, uh, a public service announcement. So, what would your PSA be to, you know, the I guess the the, the world out there? Um, explore new things. Uh, you know, I was selling insurance before I did this. Uh, I was doing shoes first, got out of that, tried insurance, and it was commission only. So it was sink or swim and I was still in training. I wasn't making any money and I just gave us a shot and I became, I fell in love with it like from the start. So I definitely explore new things. Uh, don't worry about what other people think. You know, I was like, ah, oh, people are going to mess around with this Instagram when I make it. I just did it anyways, just because I wanted to catalog everything. So don't worry about what other, other people think for sure. And just try to find something you're passionate about. Just, yeah, definitely explore new stuff and don't be afraid to make mistakes because you're going to and just stick with something and don't give up on it, I guess. I love it, man. I love it. That sounds good. Well, listen, Thomas, thanks. And um, I'll, uh, I can't wait to come down. I'm definitely going to make a road trip and check the shop out. Hopefully oh, it's up and running in May and uh, uh, we can kind of get back to normal. But I'm definitely going to make yeah. a road trip down there for sure. Yeah, definitely uh, bring Scott with you if you can. I'll proof <laughs> displays the don't bring his skates too yeah uh, i will for i like sure. to see him do some stuff <laughs> yeah yeah we uh we'll, we'll have to make that road trip we we definitely will but uh i bet you're i bet you're glad to have thrifty back thrifty wizard oh dude he was honestly the biggest one of the bigger reasons why i started doing this because i asked him so many questions and i saw his page and i thought his stuff was awesome and instead of just not really answering me he pretty much taught me a lot of stuff and we became best friends through this so so glad he's coming back because he's been with me pretty much since day one through this and yeah he's one of the best people i know at this too so it's it's perfect that's awesome man i love that i love that he's a good dude man he's oh dude he's the best he's the he's the same as me we're like replicas so yeah he's the man he, he he came into when he came into lexington man and when i got to know him just a little bit briefly but it's like I, it's almost like you've known the guy forever. And he's so nice and so funny. He's just yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude, real good dude. Well, Thomas, man, I appreciate it, and um, I'll um, I'll be uh, definitely heading down heading down south to uh, to Tennessee to check everything out. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Definitely let me know when, and we'll have to get into something for sure. Cool. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, you too. Okay, we're with Thomas of Flashback Heat. We're going to do a heat check here. Okay, Thomas, your favorite musician or band? Uh, Soundgarden, for sure. Chris Cornell's the man. Okay. Favorite food? Uh, pizza. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie? Oh, man. Uh, Sin City or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. or no, Actually, it's Donnie Darko. I'll say Donnie Darko is my favorite because... It's hard to choose. I, I still, yeah, I love you. I still, I still don't understand the ending. So I come up with a new conspiracy every time. It's definitely, I'd say Donnie Darko for sure. Okay, cool. And Celebrity Crush, what would that be? Jessica Alba for sure. Like, like I said, Sin City. She was just. She was great. Definitely <laughs> Jessica Alba. Perfect. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Thomas. And uh, that's yeah. a wrap. See you, buddy. All right. See you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. See you, man. Bye. So I hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Thomas Gillespie of Flashback Heat. 
Thomas gave some great insight into the vintage industry and talked about the grind and what it takes to open your own shop. So I want to say thank you. Great response, great reviews from a lot of you out there about what we're doing. So go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Leave a review. Leave us some feedback. We're trying to get better and better at this each week. So thank you all, and I hope everybody is well. See you next week. Oh, 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 oh,